One thing I began to notice is, wait, there are people in rooms together who I don't think have ever been in rooms together because denominationally or sure. geographically sure. or whatever, they haven't been in a room. And guess what? The common thing that brings us together mm -hmm. is that we want to see people far from God come to faith in Jesus. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Hey, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Kyle Reno, and I'm joined today by Ryan Wade. He's on our staff here at Crossgates. Don't have the infamous Bill Elif on here today. If you're watching, Bill, that's just for you. Uh, we, we were in a moment, and so we were asked by One Cry to even take a few episodes here to share some things that just happened in our region. So this is holy ground for us, uh, to our listeners, and we're, wel we're welcoming you in to that. So let me give you a little context, and then we'll have several episodes that sort of lay it out for you. We, um, we had the opportunity, and then Ryan's going to give you some context for that, to partner together in a kingdom manner with other churches and believers in our region here in the Jackson metro area, uh, Mississippi. And, uh, and a lot of churches, uh, a lot of Christian business leaders mm -hmm. to believe for an evangelistic move of God in our region. So let me, let me, let me start you sort of where, what happened, and then we'll back in how. And all I can tell you is we know f for certain um, that at least over 1,300 people mm -hmm. came to saving faith in Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. right? I mean, like, so... We could say that, I'll stop, start squalling, and that's enough, right? That's a lot, a lot, a lot of life change. But the Lord did used a lot of things. Bill always said so well, and I appreciate it helped me with, when you get to a moment, you got to know there's always more than the moment, that there was many things that preceded that. And so, Ryan, you've been a part of the journey to see us get to that since the very beginning. Maybe you can take us back some sure. and tell us what was happening in the hearts of some people even a couple of years ago sure. to get to this moment. So, uh, and what you're referring to is the Go Tell America Crusade there you go. with Rick Gage, an evangelist out of Georgia. And so I wasn't here to experience this, but in 2019, he came to Scott County and held a crusade in a little town called Forest, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And there on the football field, they had 600 people come to faith in Jesus wow. over a four-day period. And so with that only being about 30 minutes from here, mm -hmm. from that time on, leaders began to get together a handful and say, hey, what would it be like if God, if God would allow for yeah. something like that to happen here? Right. So about two years ago, I was invited to a meeting. Yeah. And it was kind of an all-call kind of a meeting, and there was less than 10 pastors in the room. Wow. Never could we have imagined that a handful <laughs> of people, less than those 10 yeah. people, we could never imagine sure. that on the culmination of all that, there'd be 10,000 people who came. Right. To hear the preaching of the gospel wow. seeking life change right. so it just kind of started very small it did do not despise humble beginnings <laughs> so yeah but uh really we just began to meet and try to fill in mm -hmm. like hey who's going to be right who's going to be the chairman who's going to be over right leadership team who's going to be over the prayer team mm -hmm. who's going to be over outreach and follow yeah. up just trying to figure out trying to put the word out mm -hmm. and so really they started to take traction uh, probably about eight months ago, I'd say mm -hmm. that we just began, just had a stirring in us to say, hey, what would it look like if we just met together once a week on Thursdays at a different church in the right. area? 
So just began to visit around different churches and share the vision. Right. So a lot of meetings, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, sometimes there's 15 people, sometimes mm-hmm. there's 30, mm-hmm. but just kind of moving around this whole metro area. Mm-hmm. This spans about three counties, even mm-hmm. though we reached out to about seven for the crusade. Right. But there really was a pivotal shift, I think, in mm-hmm. trying to recruit churches. So basically mm-hmm. all that is church recruitment. Mm-hmm. But back in May, uh, we had a gathering at the chairman uh, at his cabin mm-hmm. in the woods. And so just invited a lot of people who had heard about what we were doing. Right. And so that night outside, we just just began to pray mm-hmm. and just let whoever wanted to get up and pray. Mm-hmm. And so it was one of those times where you knew the Lord was there. Yeah, right. And even as people are praying, um, I'm kind of walking around with the mic, and mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever forget this, but I mm-hmm. saw one of the pastors get up and go to his truck. I just thought he was leaving, but he came back with a fishing pole. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was, I see a pond over there. But, <laughs> what is but, going on right now? <laughs> we're having a prayer and God's yeah. moving. Why does he have a fishing pole? Right. But he goes up and he asks to speak and say something to the group there yeah. outside. And he said, I feel like I need to say something. Yeah. And then with his fishing pole in his hand, he said, I feel like most churches fish for souls like they're using a rod and reel. And he yeah. began to just act like he was casting yeah. it. He said, with a rod and reel, you can only catch one fish at a time. Oh, wow. But I feel like the Lord's saying we need to come together and throw our nets out oh, man, and talked yeah. about the parable yeah, awesome. where Jesus told them to throw their nets on the other side. And he yeah. said, so are we going to keep fishing with a fishing pole yeah. one at a time? Or are we going to come together and throw oh, wow. the net out together? What a word. And so that really was a key point where yeah. the people there, they felt commissioned. And in fact, we gave them a name, we called them ambassadors, but mm-hmm. we said, look, will you go out and recruit three to five other churches? We had mm-hmm. about 70 people there that night. Mm-hmm. And so really from May, we've been working hard Mm-hmm. Uh, day and night to to get the word out mm-hmm. so that people would be able to invite their lost friends, right. family members, and coworkers. Wow! In. Yeah, we're going to talk about this more because you just mentioned it. If you if you hear anything, and we'll do a whole episode on this, how prayer saturated everything. I mean, there was prayer lunches, prayer gatherings. There was a church that led specifically prayer nights, and that everything saturated from front to finish mm-hmm. uh, with prayers integrated. In all of it. Let me tell you what I love, Ryan. We talked about this a little bit downline is that the timing of God is always perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the idea concept of this happens in 2019 when it happens in Scott County. And there were some moments where it almost felt like it, it, it failed to launch. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're like, well, there's not as much momentum. There's not right. as much That's momentum. Right. But y'all stayed the course. And I say that for our leaders that are listening here. And knew that there was some divine spark, and specifically there were some some men there, just great churchmen and community leaders, not necessarily even pastors, but they caught the vision for mm-hmm. this, and they just kept pushing, kept pushing, believing. And then, but when it broke, when it broke, when when buy-in started happening, then the tumblers started. So maybe you can tell us a little bit just about the kingdom part mm-hmm. of that. What happened as churches even partnered together? And to get to a night, and so I'm trying to paint visuals because I know this is most likely an audio podcast for you. But the culmination of this ends in a Wednesday night with over 10,000 people, uh, with no one church, 100 plus churches represented, but so many far from God people, and we see hundreds come to know Christ that night. Mm-hmm. But maybe talk about the kingdom aspects. Sure. Of what. Well, and, and for people that aren't familiar with our area, it is kind of a the metro Mississippi area that we yeah. target is three counties. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, a major city of Jackson and the right. suburb areas. And so, again, moving around, and we had countless meetings. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many meetings um, that we had, but basically sharing the vision. But to see, one thing I began to notice is 
wait, there are people in rooms together who I don't think have ever been in rooms together because denominationally or sure. geographically sure. or whatever, they haven't been in a room. And guess what? The common thing that brings us together mm -hmm. is that we want to see people far from God come to faith That's in exactly Jesus. Right. And so that and other people began to notice that too. And so I think that one of the, the benefits of all that was seeing churches come together and realize, wait a second, we believe that God wants to do this mm -hmm. and we want to be a part. So we saw really large churches down to really small yeah. churches. But it was a beautiful thing for me to see, mm -hmm. to know. It wasn't just one church's idea mm -hmm. to lead. I don't, it was multiple churches yeah. coming together, dozens and dozens, over 100 churches who came together. Mm -hmm. And then when we began to take volunteers, I think mm -hmm. that was another aspect. So it's one thing to come in and just do an event and say, hey, yep. this guy's going to come in. It's an, a whole another thing to say, hey, we need over a thousand volunteers mm -hmm. from the local churches. <laughs> and that really helped the vision catch amongst the churches. Sure. So you were there the night we had our kickoff banquet yep. and we had a thousand people there yep. from so many churches for the churches to see the other churches there right. and to realize God's up to something. Yeah. And then for us to worship together yeah. and then just to hear, catch the vision together sure. and then even the way we close that night out, it's prayer in three different languages mm -hmm. uh, from different people showing that this is something bigger than sure. all of us. But yeah. a lot of the, the people from the churches caught the vision. And sometimes they even caught it before their pastor did mm -hmm. and, and got him on board. And we're yeah. grateful for that too. Yeah. And sometimes it went the other way. Sure. But we're just grateful. And just to see, one thing it did for me, it encouraged me more than ever that God has gifted the body of Christ. Right. He hasn't just gifted the person on the platform on Sunday morning, but literally everyone has a spiritual gift that he wants to use mm -hmm. beyond the local church as well. Mm -hmm. So to see all these believers using their spiritual gifts, whether it's on the youth team or the mm -hmm. hospitality team or the greeting team, it was a beautiful thing to see. Yeah, mobilized an army. Mm -hmm. Like that was the thing that you saw is every person has a part, has a place, and we need you. And we need you now for the sake of someone that's going to hear the good news of Jesus. Like I, I think the beauty of, and you said it well, Ryan, like a moment like this in a city, you know, in your area, in your region, I honestly believe, and I'd say this to our listeners, uh, I believe this is the moment we're in as a nation you know, is that we can lay down all these secondary things. I mean, they're, they're secondary, there's primary, I get it, the good news of Jesus, the gospel alone saves, the Bible is his word, uh, inerrant in every way. But there's a lot of secondary stuff that we're all wrong about. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm going to throw that out there, uh, that we're all wrong about. And we can lay all that down for the sake of believing for neighbors. That's right. To believe for coworkers, to believe for far-from-God family members. And, and mission has a way of unifying. Mm. And what it did is it moved everybody a laser fo focus outside of our walls for other people and that, that we know need him. And let's get after it. Like That's that right. was the, the, the passion part of it just was amazing. So I, I want to sort of bleed us into a little bit. we got other episodes coming that will help you with. We're going to talk about student aspect. We're going to talk about prayer aspect, maybe do more. But I want, I want us to talk about a little bit when we get to it. Okay, so we all had pre-meetings. Mm -hmm. I mean, he could spend the rest of his life telling you all the meetings they had, all kinds of different forms of meetings that lead up to a trainings, counseling, all that kind of stuff. But we get to Sunday that we're the crusade really starts in our Brandon Amphitheater here, outdoor venue, which the weather was perfect the whole week. Praise God. People pray for that, too. That's right. Yeah. And uh, But it started here at our church that Sunday morning, one of the evangelists. And, and what I watched our church, and I would encourage pastors that are listening to this, is for them to believe evangelistically, and we took a risk. 
That's right. You know, you take a risk. And I think the church has lost that mm. a lot of a lot of times. Like, well, what if people don't respond? Well, I mean, it's no different than the any other week. That's right. <laughs> At least you tried. You know, but we, we saw 62 people born again mm-hmm. that Sunday morning here in our Sunday gatherings and uh, right 50 or so in the second service alone. You know, and I, I watched for us, that was just catalytic. Mm-hmm. Now it's nothing to believe for Sunday night. Right. You know, like he did that here. You know, and we're now we're going to an amphitheater and hold 10,000 people. What might he do all week mm-hmm. long? And then watch the growing momentum of that. So maybe Ryan, give him a little snapshot of what you saw evangelistically across those four nights, you know, and, and what it what it meant for our city. Sure. And so you're exactly right. That Sunday morning was amazing to see. And then mm-hmm. Sunday night, we probably had 3,000 people in the amphitheater. And, mm-hmm. and during the invitation time, had over 250 come down. Yeah. Majority of those are making a decision for Christ. Yeah. But I think the word began to spread from that night. And so people were using social media and all mm-hmm. kinds of things. We had a huge community choir that night. And mm-hmm. so... It was it was just an amazing thing to see, and so it began to spread throughout, and people began to call and ask mm. questions, and you began to see a lot of things. One thing in particular I'm thinking of is just I saw people leverage their influence after that night, yeah. and so uh, one guy I'm thinking of, um, he's a school teacher, but he has an extracurricular group or whatever, mm-hmm. and so uh, one night I just felt led to to take one of the evangelists because my son's in that group just to go and say, hey, we just want to drop by for five minutes mm-hmm. and just invite y'all to Wednesday night. Yeah. And just for us to go and do that for a few minutes, and then and then the next day that guy called me on the Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I knew they had practice that night, and he called me and said, hey, is that same guy speaking tonight? Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. He said, okay. My son texts me an hour later and says, our practice has been canceled tonight, wow. and the teacher has told us to come to the crusade. Oh, unbelievable. And so to be sitting down there amongst those students and to watch when the invitation was given to see three of them go Amen. forward. Just something like that where someone leverages their influence. Yeah. So we really saw a lot of momentum and people mm-hmm. just saying, hey, I'm going to go down my street mm-hmm. and invite all my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Our people were praying and bringing family members. Mm-hmm. And so to see that build, but never could have imagined Wednesday night that we would see standing room only. Right. You know, s- some people, it took them an hour <laughs> just to get there <laughs> yeah. in part. Right. But just to see the the evangelistic fervor yeah. amongst churches and believers mm-hmm. was something I have not seen in this area. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things you just said, to leverage your influence, a marker that revival has come in the life of a believer in a church is our willingness to take a evangelistic risk again, mm-hmm. that you're willing to leverage it for the sake of seeing somebody else come into the kingdom of God. So I think you're 100% right that after people watch God work on a Sunday morning and Sunday night, they say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite my coworker. I'm going to bite all my student friends, you know, and before you know it, there's a momentum. And I say all that to say we really wanted to bring a series uh, of podcasts to you, starting with this one, to say, hey, the Lord's at work. Like, well, this is one testimony, one little, sh- like, microcosm snapshot in central Mississippi mm-hmm. that the Lord just redeemed over 1,300 people. And the family, your family just got bigger. And he did it in a short window of time, much like he has in in awakening history. And we want you to believe. We want you to believe that God can do that in your church, in your city, in whatever region. And so I don't. I believe that now's the time to pray big prayers and to take big risk. I mean, like to to try again. I feel like we got discouraged. I feel like That's the church true. got evangelistically discouraged, mm-hmm. and and we got disoriented a little bit, and like that. 
Now let's just get Jesus to as many people as possible right. and just see what he might do. And one of the things I would add too to all that is, you know, COVID, all those things that have happened, there's yeah. a lot of people who, and statistics tell us in our area, that 80% is unchurched. Wow. And if you've ever been to Mississippi, there's a church on every corner. Right. But for 80% in our area to be unchurched, yeah. people kept saying, well, you know, why are y'all doing this? And we kept repeating this line. We want to use a neutral place because mm-hmm. people are more likely, far from God, people are more likely to come to a neutral place. Mm-hmm. So to see the body of Christ get behind that yeah. and to give people a reason yeah. to come and connect with God, regardless mm-hmm. of what their past history may mm-hmm. or may not be with the church, mm-hmm. I think we need to dream big for those things I again totally agree. and say, how can we use what's in our city, mm-hmm. whatever venue it mm-hmm. is, whatever, whatever right. we have in our area, right. let's dream big and ask God right. to use that for his glory. That's right. And, you know, the truth is unity always welcomes anointing, mm-hmm. always, that when people unify, that's it, it, there's the anointing, the authority of God among those, because it ain't about one person. It's about the work of the kingdom of God. So, Ryan, do this for us, man, as we close up today. We always end our time praying. So I'd encourage our listeners, even now, wherever you are, to just start asking the Lord, what is he saying to you? What does this mean? What adjustments? What things, places of faith is he birthing in you for you for your church for your city region and ryan would you do this would you pray and pray for our listeners let's give him thanks for what he's just Mm -hmm. done here but also let's pray that that would continue to spread all across our nation sure i'll be honored father we're just grateful uh, for all that you've done uh, in our lives even especially these this last uh, couple of weeks here in mississippi uh this crusade this revival lord we're just we're grateful for all those lives you've changed, Lord. Over 1,300 people making Amen. decisions for salvation. And Lord, over 700 making rededications. Mm. God, in just short window of time, God, we just ask you to help those believers, Lord. Um, help us to follow up with them. Help us to see them um, not only become firm in their faith, but to help bring their friends to you as well. And then, Lord, I want to pray for our listeners. Lord, I pray that what we're talking about right now that may seem um, out of the ordinary, that this would be normal in the days of head, Lord, yeah. because our listeners, Lord, you would just unite them in their towns with other churches, with other believers, and you would give them a vision for what you might want to do in their area, in their region. And so, Father, you would help us, Lord. We are your body. And, Lord, I just pray, would you speak to each of us, Lord? Would you renew an evangelistic fervor and passion in us? Thank you for Jesus who came to seek and save the lost, and then you send us out to continue to do the things that he began. So, Father, I just want to pray right now. Lord, would you open our eyes to what you want to do in our nation with all the confusion, Lord, all the uncertainty in our world. God, would you give us the faith to believe, Lord, to see what it is you're doing. And Lord, not to just remain uh, maybe comfortable or just continue to do what we've always done. But God, give us give us uh, a holy discontentment for mm-hmm. the way that, that things have been, Lord. Mm-hmm. And Lord, let us not settle for just comfortable and ordinary. So God, I just pray for all of us, Lord. Even us, we've come off this uh, outpouring of your Mm. spirit, God. Let us not be content for going back to the way things are. Mm. But Lord, give us the faith for to believe for many, many, many more people who, who, Lord, you deserve their praise, but to see them come to faith in Jesus Christ and become Mm. fully formed disciples. And we ask this for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, thank you for your time. Uh, We're Don't take it for granted. We want to make sure that we're bringing you truth that hopefully builds your faith for spiritual revival and awakening in your heart and in your area. I'd encourage you, man, if you 
have been moved or touched by this podcast to share it with somebody, let somebody else know about it. And we're believing for you and what God's doing in our nation right now. I look forward to talking to you next week. See you then.